Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast I like to call I Miss You, Man. How are you doing, Dylan? Doing fantastic, mate. How about yourself? Not too bad. My name's Lonnie, by the way. <laughs> I'm a co-host of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so look, it's been a while since we actually recorded, haven't mm. we, Dylan? We've had a bit of time. We banked up a whole bunch, and then we recorded in person actually a few, a few times, which was a bloody treat, I'll tell you that. But this is like an OG podcast for us, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Classic. You taking me on a journey through life, pop culture, everything in between, as we do every week here on the podcast. Exactly right. Now, I, as you said, I'm in the driver's seat today. And you're the guy shoveling coal into the engine of the train. <laughs> I'm so, not even a passenger. No, no. I'm a worker on the train, am I? Well, I thought I might as well help you, you know, with your journey and tell you a little story as we're going. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, the metaphors got me worried. I'll, I'll have to work for my enjoyment and the trip on the train. But you know, mm. we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, you did a bit of homework, didn't you? But you're not really sure what it's about yet. This episode's brand new to you. True, 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 true. That's right, that's right. What do you got for me, mate? Well, what haven't I got really, Dylan? <laughs> I promised you a classic one episode. You did. Now, normally that might mean, you know, something that's a bit naughty, but <laughs> not today. Okay. <laughs> a, but it's a very quirky topic, okay? Okay, I'm on board. To begin, I'm going to throw some names at you, all right? <laughs> sure. And then you've got to tell me what you think the names mean. What, what the, what's the connective tissue between these names, all right? Oh, it's the common thread. Exactly. Okay. Okay, you ready? More than. Murphy. Godwin. Ockham. Peter. Philosophers. <laughs> in a way, Dylan, in a way. <gasps> All right. As I read that out, I kind of felt like I was unleashing the Winter Soldier or something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, so what do these names mean to you, Dylan? You said philosopher, anything else you might think they might be connective? Yeah. Well, the only one I know is Ockham for yeah. Ockham's Razor. Oh, okay. All right, then. Well, you're on the right track, aren't you? Well, just smart boys, smart people. <laughs> in a way, in a way. I, okay. Today, Dylan, we're going to be talking about laws or principles or rules named in somebody's honour or coined by somebody. Fuck Mike me. Occam's Razor. Yes. You you are not getting me to do up a post with that name. You're going to have to shorten that, son. <laughs> I think yeah, I think we'll get a different name. <laughs> we'll tighten it a little bit, okay? <laughs> okay, that's good. There's room to work on it. Yeah. Now, we're not going to talk about laws as in legislation, um, but that happens. People have a law named after them. But normally it's like usually in a tragic circumstance, like it's, you know, It'd be Dylan's law if you were killed in a in a really bad way and then you're the victim of the crime, you know, and they, they try and tighten the law to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's a bit sad. We're not going to do that. Um, 
looking more into sort of little fun little adages or doctrines or you know a little little saying about how the world works right mm. um and often they're a little bit tongue-in-cheek and you know they don't apply to every single situation but you know they're kind of fun to think about aren't they and that's our podcast <laughs> fun it's to fun think to think about, about. yeah and then you forget about it straight away i'm sure <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh so i'm gonna throw some at you um, and then at the end, and see what you reckon of them. And then at the end, we're going to decide what our law would be, Dylan. The Lonnie mm. Law, the Dylan Doctrine, the oh. MSU Man Memorandum. Oh, hello. I love the alliteration, my yeah, friend. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, are you buckled up and ready to go, Dylan? <sighs> yes, I'm ready. I've noticed recently that in my scripts, in my podcast, I always ask if you're ready to go. What would I do if you weren't ready? I'd have to wait. Well, you'd have to stop recording, I guess, I guess yeah. So. Come back in an hour when you actually are ready. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, eh? <laughs> okay, the first one, Dylan, is my favourite. And it's, really oh. the, it's the main one I want to talk about. And then I've sort of, you know, once again, I've crafted a whole episode around one thing I want to talk about. <laughs> I, I was going to say, did this spurn the whole episode? There we go. All right. <laughs> you built it up. What is it, Lonnie? The first one, Dylan, is the Peter Principle. Have you heard of the Peter Principle? Oh, not by name, no. You might have seen on action, though, for sure, for sure. Mm. The Peter Principle states, Dylan, in a hierarchy, every employee tends to rise to his level of incompetence. Mm. Now, I'll, I'll explain a bit further to you, okay? Please do, because I'm a very confused young man right now, Monty. <laughs> the idea is that people are promoted because they're good at their job, Right. And this is mm. in a hierarchical situation. So you've got people at the bottom, up higher, managers, et cetera, et cetera. All that, Janitors. Yeah. Yeah. Shit cleaners. <laughs> Technically, yeah, I guess. So. Kennies of the world, if you will. Yeah. At the next level that you get require, you get promoted up to, right? That yes. usually requires different skills. So, you know, the skills to be a, a frontline worker at a restaurant are very different to being the manager of the restaurant. You know what I mean? Of course, of course, yeah. If you're good at the job you're promoted to, eventually you'll get promoted again. But then if you get promoted at your job and you're not very good at it, you'll get stuck there <laughs> and you won't get promoted again. Well, true. So eventually Until they you'll fire get... you, I suppose. Well, you know, if you don't get fired, yes, you sort of get stuck at a certain level because you haven't got the skills to then get promoted again. Sure, yeah. Now, there are a few different examples you could look at, but I thought I'd take it back to your alma mater, McDonald's. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, the memories, they're flooding back. Sure. Is, it, is it like Vietnam? <laughs> oh, oh no, people are ordering just meat only, no bun, no cheese. Mm. Lonnie, people are ordering extra pickles, people are ordering soft serves with a flake in them. Lonnie, help me. Help me, Lonnie. <laughs> I'll explain it to you then for the Peter Principle, okay? Yeah. So if you're a good entry-level worker on like the counter or in the back, you know, just a crew member. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eventually, if you're good enough at that, you'll get promoted, right? You could become a trainer or an assistant manager of the store. Possibly, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you never got promoted, no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but you left eventually in a different job, so I think that... Yeah, think you didn't won. get fired, I chose to leave. <laughs> I chose to rise above mediocrity, people. There you go. Not, nothing wrong with the Maccas, but not for no. you. Not for you, was it? It's long term, no. anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now... So if you're good at that, you'll become a trainer, assistant manager, as I said. And then if you're a good assistant manager, you become the manager of the whole store. 
And then, you know, again, if you work your way up even further, you become an area manager. CEO. Oh. <laughs> eventually, Tillman, eventually. Right, Ray Kroc. Coming yeah, for you. Exactly. It's a good movie, isn't it? The Founder. Have you seen it? <laughs> it's great. I really I love it. it. Yeah. Michael Keaton, mate. Magic. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Why'd he go away for so long? Not on. He just waited, didn't he? Went biding his time. <laughs> just spent the early noughties just, just lounging around, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, yeah. You become area manager, then you become into the central corporate areas, and you might all the way work your way up. But if you're not very good at managing your store, you're going to stay there as a manager, aren't you? Because you aren't going to become area manager. Again, unless you get fired. Unless you, yeah, and of course, the Peter Principle is, you know, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, so if you're really bad at your job, obviously you get pushed back. But but if um, you're fine at it, you'll stay where you are. Yeah, but if you're not good enough to go even further, you'll be sort of stuck there. Um, yeah. Now, someone, like, think about it in a school, right? Yes. There are also different examples, like, you know, someone who's a really good deputy principal, they might be an even better principal, right? But they choose not to do it because of they don't want the extra work. So in that sense... You might think that the people who become principals are the, only the ones who are really ambitious and want to take on the extra level of responsibility. So in that sense, Peter Principal maybe doesn't work in that scenario, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess we've all probably seen people who are really ambitious but not as good as other people, but because they've got the, <laughs> they've got the runs on the board and they really want to try really hard, they'll they'll get that promotion, mm-hmm. even if not the best worker. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting to think about to me because like eventually your skills might max out. And then you're stuck. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And the skills that you use at one level aren't always valuable at the next level. And, but they're the ones that get, you get judged on to go to that next level up. Um, Well, that's when you seek a different career, Lonnie, if you've maxed out where you are. Potentially. Or retire. But think about it this way though, Dylan, and this way, it's kind of a bit a pessimistic view on it, right? Oh, all right. So... Let's go back to the school scenario. Yeah. Say you're a really great classroom teacher, which you would be, Dylan. Let's face it, you would be a great teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> if I don't smack the kids in the head when they backtalk me. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> Let's say you're really good, you're a great classroom teacher. So yep. because of your great skills in the classroom, they'll be like, okay, you should become a head of department. <laughs> don't mind if I do. <laughs> and then if you're good at being a head of department, they might make you principal, right? Oh, but, really? You don't go vice principal first? Well, yeah, eventually. Yeah, just um, work your way up even further. Okay. But that means that the classroom has lost a great teacher in the first place because your skills are so good there, but all of a sudden you're not using them anymore. And so then you might think about, well, who's left in the classroom? Only the bad teachers who aren't good enough to get promoted. Um, See what I mean? Yeah, okay, okay. And this is what the Peter principal has a, a Peter's corollary. I was trying to practice, I could not say it. <laughs> Corollary. Oh, there we go. Peter's C, we'll say. Okay, sure. Yeah, that works. In time, every post tends to be occupied by an employee who is incompetent to carry out its duties. <laughs> A bit pessimistic view of, of life, but... Quite so. Yeah. One inverse, though, Dylan, or maybe a response to the Peter Principle, is what we call the Dilbert Principle. Now, are you familiar with Dilbert? As in the, the, the work comic? The cartoon, yes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Now, Scott Adams, real weird guy apparently in real life, bit of a Trump supporter, etc. but he's oh, got some go. interesting thoughts on um, management. Okay. 
The Dilla Principle, which was in one of the comics, says, The most ineffective workers are systematically moved to the place where they can do the least damage, i.e. management. Then <laughs> <laughs> Scott Adams, he got on to say more about this. He said, It's based around the concept that in many cases, the least competent, least smart people are promoted simply because they're the ones you don't want doing actual work. <laughs> you want them ordering the donuts and yelling at people for not doing their assignments. You know, the easy work. Your heart surgeons and your computer programmers, your smart people, art and management. That principle is happening literally everywhere, is what he said. Thoughts on that, Dylan? Oh, again, quite pessimistic, isn't it? Mm. And I don't know I don't know about that, because at least in the places I've worked, I mean... Oh, here we go. <laughs> I think I'd probably more agree with the Peter Sipping Prin- a bit of tea, are we, Lonnie, <laughs> right now? <laughs> I just think more about the Peter Principle... Um, but I think I've seen the Dilbert principle maybe play in, out in some areas where you see somebody's high up in an organisation, you're like, how are you there? Like, what are you doing? I was wondering why you love this bloody principle so much. And here we are, bragging out the previous employers. No, no, no. No, I would never, would you? No, I'm just saying. No. Not, not where I weren't necessarily, but other places, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not you, never you. Be me, Dylan. You're a good little boy. <laughs> but it is. I, I do think it is true that the way we um, do promotions and job interviews doesn't doesn't always work out. But I'll get more of that in a second. Okay. Okay. The one example that I think um, does work, Dilbert principle, it might explain Dylan. And sorry, if this is a bit political for you, <gasps> but it might explain why we've got the prime minister we do right now in Australia. What do you think? My man Skymo, I, I just think you're putting him on blast. I, I put I put Skymo on blast. I don't think people want to him do anything important, and so somehow get getting promoted until he became prime minister. And even then, he doesn't want to do anything, does he? So no, never, never. Yeah. Yeah. See his bloody commitments at that summit, mate. Nothing. Pathetic. He's like goes on holidays. Don't don't hold a hose. Like yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's religion interfere with how he runs politics. Not on. Not in, not a very good prime minister, in my view. One of the worst. Let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, he might get win the next next election. I think. So. Oh God, yeah. really? I think, uh, uh, I think. I think. maybe. I really like to think Australia's better than that, but he's here in the first place, isn't he? So. I know. I know. Anyway, see what happens. Back to the Peter. Okay, of the Peter Principle. Yes. His name was Lawrence J. Peter. Great name. Lawrence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's my favourite name. Lonnie? Or do you prefer Lawrence now? No, Lonnie's fine, isn't it? Lawrence, <laughs> continue. So he was a university professor and researcher um, mm. in, the, in the management field, obviously. He's from Canada originally. Um, okay. He wrote a book called The Peter Principle based on his research. And he wrote it with a guy called Raymond Hull, um, and he was like a comedy writer, and they kind of meant it to be a bit satirical, or at least a bit tongue-in-cheek, you know? Um, but people have taken it pretty seriously since then. <laughs> so, oh, no. Do you, do you think it's true? Do you think Peter Principle is actually valid? Oh, I think like anything in situations where it's obviously happened. Mm. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I like to think that you got the right people in the right places at most organizations that have it together anyway yeah and that that's the kind of thing like it's a maybe it's a good in theory but it's hard to see if it actually plays out in real life isn't it yeah 
exactly. as, I was, as I was saying though, I kind of feel like the job interview process is a bit flawed because mm. often that is just, you know, assessing you how good you are at job interviews, not how good you are at the job. Yeah, it's like basically judging you on a first impression. Yeah, pretty much. And like, because you could be great at doing interviews but bad at the job or you could be bad at interviews but great in the actual job. So for sure, who's, who's actually getting promoted? Absolutely. And in terms of promotions as well, like I think there's there's some validity in like if you're a good you know salesman at your sure. job, you should you know use those skills as a high level because then you can teach other people. But I think people should really you know put focus into training and supporting people when they do get promoted because otherwise you get stuck, yeah, <laughs> trapped sure. in that level of incompetence. Absolutely. Have you ever been? Uh, just take us off topic. Have you ever been to a group interview, Lonnie? I think I have, Dylan. Yes, definitely. Actually. Okay. Okay. Was what event, was that like? Event Cinemas. It was the worst oh. interview of my life, Dylan. Oh, really? What was it like? What they do in it? Well, they had like, I was like fifty or sixty of us, like so many of us, right? Mm. And we got broken up into groups, and we had to do that stupid thing where you like, <laughs> like create a paper bridge or something like that, and it's like to assess your teamwork abilities, mm. and like, it's not really good because. You're a bunch of strangers, and of course, the people allowed as voices take over, you know. And of course. So, and if you're, you know, I think I'd be a pretty good worker at, at event cinemas. Like, I think I could do the job pretty well, but I perhaps wasn't very good at in a in a strange group scenario with, you know, got a bit of a shy guy. At least what I, back then, what I was wasn't doing podcasts back then. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it was really awkward. And at the end, you had to like do that. I think I even did the stupid thing from The Wolf of Wall Street where you had to like sell a pen to somebody. <laughs> no. Yeah. Actually selling a pen. I like, think I did that. Yeah. What relevance does that have to event cinemas? I know. You do you want to upgrade to a large combo? <laughs> I know. You're never really <laughs> selling stuff. You're just taking orders, aren't you? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. People know what they want. And then I think we had to say at the end, like, sum ourselves up in one word and I had like nothing to say. and <laughs> So you just sat there in silence saying no, nothing. No, no. You know what I said, Dylan? Cool. No, I think we had to like sum up our passion or something. I said movies. <laughs> <laughs> At an event cinema's interview. Oh, my God. They would have thought you were the biggest kiss ass. But it's true, though, because I was a film student at the time and I was still... I know. You know, you know but... it's true, but it, I was like, oh, my God. I... And <laughs> Oh, no. and they did the thing i think it was like that was like 10 o'clock and that was for like an hour and then yeah they did the thing i think they read like a list of names people to stay for the next next part and i wasn't part of that list yeah <laughs> oh no so that was a bit like you know being cut or something like, yeah everyone else you can come back next year or something and then if they I, have... yeah if i recall correctly i think sine was going for like there was a morning and an afternoon shift of interviews and she was going yeah. in the afternoon and i was i rang her up i was like explain what happened she's like i don't want to do that i was like yeah don't don't bother <laughs> oh no rough yeah anyway. but um oh, what was i gonna say oh yeah i've i've done a group interview mm. yeah. have they done did they do anything else before you went in for the group interview or they just called you in oh they just called us in for that one i think yeah mm, okay okay because if the place i work at they had a group interview but first Obviously, you submit your application online. Yeah. And then they did like a fake kind of, you could like go to this website where it's like a, a simulation of their system. And you kind of practice 
like with a work how test they do sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that was cool. So that would have culled some people, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, and that's when they called us in for the group interview. I think they might have done a phone interview before that as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The place I work at the moment. Um, yeah. So before COVID, they had a bit more money, I believe. And sure. they, they were doing a bit of recruitment. As did we all. Everybody did. And they had more time as well, clearly, before COVID. And they did like a big recruitment round where they did like psychometric testing and things and oh, more work tests. And they were able to, yeah, you know, try and figure out what sort of what personality type you are and whatever and to sort sure. of cull the... And they, 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 they've told me that it actually worked out pretty well and the test reflected what they went in the next stage of interview. They're like, oh, this is kind of accurate. Yeah, what's what's think- funny though is that they did all that effort right. And then when I got hired... Oh, it just happened to be like a guy who was around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to take the easy wins, mate. <laughs> I know. Like everyone else had to do like three different rounds of interviews and testing and stuff. And I was just like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Free. <laughs> no. Anyway, it worked uh, out pretty well for everybody involved, especially them. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I think they did this uh, similar psychological test in mm. my group interview. Okay. Well, you I remember. Matt Dylan to just get through. Uh, how dare you? No, you're right. Uh, I think they they made us come in with something like an object and tell us about how it relates to us or something. Uh-huh. And then they did have us split into groups and they gave like each of us like a job okay. and we had to argue for like why would, why would we be valuable on the moon or something. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I got pilot, so I was like, how are we getting there? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I got the job, so yeah, there you, you go. Did. Good, yeah. I should note as well, the one I was just saying, I, I was doing the, the same job in a different department. So that's why I was able to just sort of shift in straight away. But uh, You just just need to clarify you weren't a bloody little scab or something. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you are, so. <laughs> oh, no. You got me. <laughs> you little scab on the knee of society, Lonnie. Oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> no, go on. Yeah. Um, is your microphone up, Dylan? I think you might be a little bit loud. Can you, stand, oh. can you turn it down e- a touch? Are you yelling at me? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. How's that? That's good. Okay. okay. All right, cool. Better not keep this in. I will. Like, no, it's disgraceful. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> now, some research has been done into the Peter Principle. Um, so apparently in 2010, Wikipedia, our friends, who I, I actually donated to them the other day, Dylan, they've done before, oh, but I was like, boy. I should probably get back a bit because I use no. them so much for the podcast. No, just, they, just ten bucks. Nah, ten dollars. Yeah, what's wrong with Fuck that? Fuck me. Come on, they're only asking for two seventy five. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, I covered you then, Dylan. You're welcome. <laughs> I would never give to Wikipedia. Stuff them. No, stuff them. They don't need the money. Bloody, like they do. What do, what do they need for the money? It. What do they need it for? They need to stay free and open to the internet. Yeah, but isn't it a community thing that they everyone contributes to? Yeah. Why are they any money then? To keep it going, keep the servers up. What's it cost? Like ten dollars? Apparently, so they uncover them for the year. Cost ten dollars a person. Bloody hell! Okay, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Screw you, Wikipedia. They're our biggest supporters, Dylan. Nah, get them out. There'd be nothing without them. No, we're cutting them off. No, we're never using Wikipedia again. I'm going to pay more next time, (laughs) just to make up for your slurs. All right. Well, the research that Wikipedia mentions is from uh, Alessandro Pacino, Andrea Repsida, and Cesar Garofalo. 
Is that one person? No, <laughs> three different people. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So they used um, like a computer program to simulate promotion of employees in a system. Mm. And what they did was that in the whatever the computer system, they were able to assume that the Peter Principle is in play, right? Yeah. So what they found was that the best way to improve efficiency in enterprise is to promote people randomly. <laughs> or okay. to shortlist the best and worst performer in a given group and then just randomly select who's going to get promoted. So I think that's funny. It's like we got all these ideas management and maybe the best way is just to do it by random <laughs> to see what happens. Like sink or swim kind of situation <laughs> if they get called up. Yeah, for so. um, It'd be hard to do that in real life though because, you know, you've got actual money and the business online. But the computer program says maybe that's the way to go. Way of the future. Yeah. Who are we to argue? Computers are always right, in my view. So, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> next one, Dylan. Mm. Probably won't go into much details. The next ones, but Peter Principle was the main one, of course. Uh, Murphy's Law. How do you understand <laughs> Murphy's Law, Dylan? Is this the one that anything bad that can happen will happen, or something? Yeah. So there's a few different interpretations, right? So I'm going to take you through them. Uh, but basically, you're right. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong is kind of mm. how it's usually summarised. The prevailing idea is basically you should prepare for the worst, which I think is kind of fair enough, right? Sure. And it's a bit pessimistic, but also it's like a reminder, hey, bad things happen and, you know, given enough time, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. I think that is kind of how we understand it in the, you know, in the main. Yeah. I've seen some tweaks on it, though, and I thought... I sort of thought they were real, but apparently there's just different interpretations. Anyway, we'll go through them. Sure. Um, so sometimes it's more like if you leave the possibility for something to go wrong, you have to recognize that that will actually occur. So as an example, if you are remodeling a house, right, and you leave a door on the hinge and that hinge is a bit loose, well, eventually that door will fall off when you use it. So in Murphy's Law, what you should do is tighten up the hinge and so the thing that can go wrong or might go wrong, has no possibility of going wrong anymore. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, you fix stuff when you can, yeah. Yeah, it's like remove the possibility of anything going wrong. It won't go wrong. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, fair, makes, fair yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's logical. Hmm. All out. Yeah. So it's not just saying if something, you know, it's not saying that eventually every door will fall off its hinge. It's saying if you make sure the door won't fall off its hinge, it won't. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a smarter way to look at it, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of an overanalysis. Just <laughs> remove the bad situation, the bad situation won't happen. Done. Yeah. yeah. But you're like, if you have like three hinges on the door and two of them aren't screwed in, you gotta screw the hinges in well, because gotta otherwise. Gotta. <laughs> Murphy's law. Another way that I've seen it explained, which is I think even better in some ways, is yeah. that you're right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, sorry. If there's a wrong way to do something, that will eventually happen, okay? So you should eliminate the wrong way to do something. And like, okay. This is more like a, in a design sort of idea, right? So in design right. terms, think of a house key. <laughs> Back to houses. Doors. Okay, sure, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't realise I had a theme running here, but I do. <laughs> yeah. So the key you put in your door lock has to be a certain way, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can insert it. You could try and insert it upside down. You certainly could, right? But a car key can be inserted anyway, upside down, right side up, whatever. It doesn't yes. matter. 
So in that sense, there's no way to insert the car key wrong. Uh, horizontally. Well, yeah, but if it goes in, it goes in and works, right? You could potentially put a, a you could do that the same sort of idea with a lock and a key, you know. So yeah. that I think that's maybe how they've applied it in design terms, and maybe this doesn't apply overall, but another interesting way to think about it. The history of Mr. Murphy's Law is a bit contested. Um, most people draw it back to Edward Murphy. He in the nineteen forties he was designing measurement devices um, in America, like the Air Force. They were doing rocket tests. Uh, apparently, he got the shits with one of his workers. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> the, the, the measurement devices weren't working. He blamed his assistant and he said, if that guy has any way of making a mistake, he will. And it kind of ballooned from there. And mm. apparently, he wasn't a huge fan of people um, interpreting it wrong, Murphy's Law. I don't think he even, like, he wasn't like, here's Murphy's Law and wrote down and told everyone. <laughs> they just sort of took it and sort of got away from them all. But he was kind of more like, you know, prepare for the worst and... If that guy's going to do something wrong, he will. So prepare that he might do that thing wrong. Uh, but also, I think I'd be a bit pissed off as well if my name would be is, in, is then invoked and people do something wrong as well. Because <laughs> he was like warning against that. He wasn't saying I'm the guy who does things wrong. He's like, don't do the thing wrong. But oh yeah, he chastised it himself. Yeah. Now he's associated with it forever. How's that fair? <laughs> Should be seem... bloody Bob Ninkum poop that he was yelling at. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, I think in Murphy's Law, I'm kind of more of the idea of like try and remove the the bad thing from happening and it won't happen. But if you don't remove it, you know, understand that it will eventually come back to bite you. That's what yeah. I think. No, yeah, I think that what you think is correct. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jill. That's support. This is men supporting men on this podcast. It's the boys looking out for each other, and that's all it will ever be. Exactly right. Bettridge. Have you heard of him, Dylan? Bettridge? Bettridge in the law of headlines. No, no. It goes that any headline that ends in a question mark can be answered by the word no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it's pretty self-explanatory. And it kind of, it's probably more applies to like clickbait sort of articles or like, you know, think of like a, um, Mm. a magazine headlines. Like, is Jennifer Aniston pregnant? Well, no, because if she was pregnant, you'll just say she is pregnant, you know what I mean? But the headline sort of gives the impression that, oh, maybe it's interesting. Do you want to know the answer? But the answer is always, always no. No. Yeah, okay. You seem sceptical, and that's fair enough, Dylan, because I went and did a random test yesterday. Yeah. I found four headlines that ended in a question mark, and we're going to see if they can be answered by the word no. You ready? Sure. This one's from Screen Rant. Okay, yeah. It says... Is the power of the dog based on a true story? Yes. Well, no, actually. Well, kind of. It's based on a book, but the book was inspired by the author's real life. So, kind of. So it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So maybe. That ain't ain't a no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brisbane Times had an article that said, Will my coronavirus vaccine booster make me feel bad? I assume it means bad in the sense of, you know, health impacts, not just like... Oh, no, like guilty. Morally. <laughs> like survivor's guilt or something. <laughs> uh, the answer was no, probably not. The side effects... Well, I don't know. They're, well, they're about the same, apparently. Or actually a bit more mild than previous vaccines. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. 
Uh, Sydney Morning Herald had another... <laughs> this one doesn't work at all. A year of reckoning over the treatment of women. So what hope is there for politics? No, it doesn't make sense, does it, there, in that sense? Yeah. It's uh, it's not a closed question, Morning. No. It's an that, open question. That's the kind of idea. And it has to be yes or no question normally, doesn't it, for this to work? Well, for, for the answer to always be no. It yes. does have to be yeah. a closed question, Morning. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. You've got, mm-hmm. you got a grasp of the English language. Yeah, I do. I think and I you do. understand it fully. Yeah, yeah, thank no, you. I appreciate that. I, th- I appreciate you appreciating me, so... Always, mate. Always. Yeah. In terms of that one, I'd, I'd also think, if you think of no, just like a negative, like, I mean, maybe there's hope in that sense of politics and women, but this year's been pretty bad, but maybe that means if we have a bad year this year, the next should be better. So, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully it like, can't be worse sort of thing. And maybe it's, you mm. know, a long, a long process, but we'll see. If, if Scamo gets voted out. Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Coming for you, liberals. <laughs> we don't care who we offend, do we, Dylan? Nah, I'll take on the Greens. <laughs> Move on. Okay. Traveller.com, Dylan. The headline is, what happened to the exit rows? Oh, sorry, Again. What happened to the exit row seats, Qantas, to be full? No. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of not really working. Again, any open question doesn't work for it. So, yeah. again, it's tongue in cheek and like it's probably more aimed at those clickbait things, but still. Well, a lot of clickbaits don't ask questions, do they? Well, not these days, yeah. They're like, here's like you know, here's five ways that you can make your milk taste better. Number four will shock you. <laughs> Is that milk? Ice cubes? Milk ice, yeah, yeah. It does shock you, doesn't it? Because it's a good idea. Um, I've, I've been telling everyone about that one, Dylan. They're not, they're not sure about it. <laughs> I don't understand. What's the difference between that and ice? I mean, it just doesn't seem right. Why not? It should be illegal, actually. Well, <laughs> I'll break the law that happily. I'll go to jail. I'll die on the still. I think I worked out Lonnie's law. <laughs> <laughs> no milk ice. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've got a few more here, though, Dylan. I've got two more. We'll go into a little bit of detail, and then we'll get a quick, quick fire round. Okay. Fine. Godwin's Law. Have you have come across this one before, Dylan? Nah, I'm an ignorant boy. Okay. Godwin's Law is that an online discussion, as an online discussion grows longer, in brackets, regardless of topical scope. 
the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Adolf Hitler approaches one. So, <laughs> the idea is eventually the discussion will always end up with Hitler being invoked in some way. Okay, right. Now, interesting to me, Dylan, in my quest for accuracy, some people have taken this to mean that the first person to invoke Hitler in an argument loses the debate. Because they're grasping at straws. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're you know, going to the... Had to know, go to old reliable. The, the worst possible thing as a comparison, right? Mm. Um, but that's not really what the law is, because the law just says eventually Hitler will be discussed. Um, so that's kind yeah. of like they've sort of interpreted it wrong there. So, but so you're saying that the person who invokes Hitler's name and the Nazis should win the argument? <laughs> not all what I'm saying, Dylan. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. What are you saying then? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Do I? Do I? Well, what Godwin Wright is a lawyer and a writer, mm. and apparently he was the first guy to like talk about memes. On the internet? The <laughs> okay. 90s. That's pretty sure. cool. Um, Were there memes back then? Well, early memes. Like, the idea of, like, an idea that gets, you know, promulgated around the internet was... He was, like, first thought of that, apparently. Okay. Um, so, what he was more saying is that, you know, eventually we'll talk about Hitler, but also saying maybe we should use different examples because not everyone is like Hitler and it kind of diminishes the Holocaust and World War Two if you just invoke Hitler in every discussion. That's more who he's talking about. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that you lose the argument because maybe there are times when you shouldn't invoke Hitler, but yeah. Godwin's Law, Dylan. Think about that one next time you're having a discussion online, I guess. Oh, I never get involved in comments online, Lonnie. It's yeah. just a shit show every time. Oh. Well, speaking of, Dylan, <gasps> speaking of, let's talk about Brandolini's Law. Okay. It's from Alberto Brandolini, an Italian programmer from 2013, I believe. He says that the amount of energy needed to refute bullshit is an order of magnitude larger than is needed to produce it. <laughs> so, okay, pretty much what he's saying, not the tin, you know, it's much easier to lie than it is to disprove a lie. So, yeah, yeah, and I think internet comments are full. Internet in general is full of lies that are very easy and believable, and to try and convince someone that what they're thinking is, is not true is actually thinking the opposite mm -hmm. is um, pretty difficult because lies are easy. Yeah, there are a lot of lies on the internet, but thank God there actually are horny milfs in my area though, Lonnie. <laughs> have you got some knowledge about that, Dylan? <laughs> well, that's what the website's telling me, Lonnie. And they wouldn't lie, would they? No, nah, never. No. Well, what I was thinking of about, you know, lies that are easy and then are harder to disprove is like, you know, like when Lin-Manuel Miranda includes a line in his um, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton smash hit musical Don't about say it. Martha Washington naming her Tomcat after Hamilton. And then to refute that, I have to record a whole podcast about inaccuracies and biopics to make sure people know that he's lying. So if this is something that sits in your brain for this long, I cannot <laughs> fathom that you've ever been slighted in life because you... <laughs> would be obsessed with that non-stop, I think. Like, if someone cut in front of you at the movies, <laughs> you'd surely be thinking about it for at least a year. Well, I mean, you were the guy who held on to that woman. No, that's shop. bullshit. That's something different. <laughs> that was fucked. Actually fucked, though. So, are you are you trying to check me on my privilege, Dylan? 
you're saying if I've got if I'm worried worried about the Tomcat line from Hamilton, that I've probably got a pretty good life otherwise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dylan, I mean, putting words in my mouth. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you know, we live in a fake news world, Dylan. So I'm just doing my best to try yeah. and turn the tide. So, so, so you're saying that uh, I'm actually a pretty cool guy because um, you said that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying you call me out, and that's fair enough. But at the same time, I'm right. So, <laughs> so hmm, interesting. You win, Lonnie. Thank you. You win in the Thank end, you don't you? <laughs> okay, quick fire round. You ready? Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. Yes. Ready? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Gibson's law. For every PhD, there is an equal and opposite PhD. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> kind of funny. Sure. Yeah, is, it, is it funny? Is uh, this an education joke? No. <laughs> the idea is there's an expert for everything. And so sometimes you're an expert, you know, you can find an expert on the other opposite end. I thought that was kind of cute. I mean, it just seems factual. <laughs> First quick fire round didn't go well. Okay, second second one, second one, second one. Okay, okay, okay. It this is Hofstadter's law. Okay. It always takes you longer than you expect, even when you take into account Hofstadter's law. My brain hurts. Move on. <laughs> Muffy's law. Muffy's law. Muffy's law. Muffy. Muff, I'm, I'm going to explain it. If you write anything criticizing editing or proofreading, there will be a fault of some kind in what you've written. All right, cute one. Yeah, you yeah. like that one, don't you? Yeah, it's all right. It's Muffy as in Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Thank oh, you yeah. for explaining. <laughs> Just explaining for you because we couldn't see it written down. Okay. All right, Parkinson's law. Oh. And you remember Parkinson, the interviewer? The, the inventor of Parkinson's. No, Parkinson's oh. in Michael Parkinson. did interviews on British TV. How many famous Parkinsons are there? He's the main one. Anyway. You, is, you think he's less famous than the man who had Parkinson's disease, Mr. Parkinson? I don't... I'm not across the Parkinson's disease history, Dylan. <sighs> anyway. Work expands to fill the time available for its completion, is the law. So the idea is that if you give someone two days to do something, they'll take two days to do it. If you give them until 5pm, they'll just get it done. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a management and, you know, work efficiency um, idea as well in that sort of concept of that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, just in general, like, you know, busy people get things done quicker because they don't have enough more time. But if you've got your whole day... Not enough hours in the day. Well, yeah, if you've got a whole day to do something, you'll take, you'll just, you can put more effort into it. So, like, in some ways, that's good. But other ways, it's like, if you've only got one thing to do today, you'll make it last, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But if you've got 10 things, you'll just bust them out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure about this one, Dylan. It's Seagal's Law and not Stephen. As in, oh, okay, right. So, just, I don't think it's Stephen. Um, this one is a little bit confusing. I want you to sort of work it out with me, okay? <laughs> All right. A man with a watch knows what time it is. Yes. A man with two watches is never sure. I mean, I guess if they're set to different times, he wouldn't be sure. Mm. But wouldn't he be doubly sure if they were both <laughs> the same time? That is a very good point, Dylan, yeah. So, Wikipedia, if I may. Yeah. They said, the mood of the saying is ironic. While at a surface level, it appears to be advocating simplicity and self-consistency obtained by relying on information from one single source, you know, the only one watch. Mm. 
The underlying message, apparently, is to gently question and make fun of such apparent certainty. In other words, a man with one watch can't really be sure that he knows the right time. He merely has no other way to identify error or uncertainty. Okay. Nevertheless, they say, the saying is also used in its purely surface sense to caution against the potential pitfalls of having too much potentially conflicting information when making a decision. So, like, it can mean yeah. one thing or it can mean the opposite thing. So, I don't yeah, know. I, I guess. But again, if the two watches are the same time, that's like having two so- sources saying the same thing. Yeah, that so it lead, kind of... lends credency to it. Unless they're both wrong, which you can never know, I guess. I suppose, yeah. But like, yeah. Stupid, it's stupid never brain law. Out, never brain but this one's a good one. It's our last law, Dylan, but not our last principle, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Sutton's Law. It is, go where the money is. Now, on a, on one level, it is used by medical schools, apparently, when they're teaching new doctors. Oh, okay. What? So you're still going with the saying, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Saying yeah, go is, where the money is. Go where that's the money it. is. That's, that's, Full the, stop. that's the sentence, yes. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Right, I'm on board. Um, the idea is that if you're treating a patient and they've got symptoms, you should try and look at the um, the most effective. <laughs> Help the treatment. rich guy first. No, no, no. Like, Ooh. don't go and do a MRI if they've got a headache. You maybe do some other tests first, you know, um, sort of make it most cost efficient. And the idea is that you know, most things will be, most things aren't going to be crazy or out there. They're going to be normal. And so try and do that first. Um, but it's named, which is really great. Um, after Willie Sutton, he was a bank robber. <laughs> He's the guy they asked why he robbed banks. And apparently he said, well, because that's where the money is. A genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did read Dylan, but apparently he didn't say that. <laughs> so, oh. But apparently someone asked him about it and he's like, well, I would have said that. So, well, yeah, of course he would have yeah. said that. That's where the money is. Like, it's, it's accurate. It's a, it's it's a good saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many banks do you get away with robbing? Let me look. I'll, I'll find it then, hey? Okay. Give me a second. I'm going to guess two. He got away with two, got caught on the third. Am I right, Lonnie? Really starting. Okay, Dylan. He robbed banks for 40 years. Oh. He stole $2 million. Yeah, but how many banks? So, I mean, obviously more than two. If it was over forty years, surely. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of banks apparently. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. That's where the money is. This is his quote. He said, "I didn't say it, but like, this is actual quote. If anybody had asked me, I'd, I'd have probably said it. That's almost what anybody would say. It couldn't be more obvious." You also said, though, Dylan, you're like this. Why did I rob banks? Because I enjoyed it. I loved it. I was more alive when I was inside a bank robbing it than at any other point in any other time in my life. Did he just get finished watching fucking Breaking Bad when he said that? Apparently. <laughs> I enjoyed everything about it so much that one or two weeks later, I'd be out looking for the next job. But to me, the money was chips. That's all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they also call it apparently the Willie Sutton rule in management accounting. Yeah, it's just like, you know, put your resources in the right area where the money is it going to be most um, 
most effective. He died in 1980. No. Yeah. See, he was robbing banks since the 40s. Also, what I like about him is yeah. that he's a bank robber and so, you know, living a life of crime. Yeah. He could have easily taken that saying and used it as his own, but he was very clear. Like, I never said it myself. <laughs> but I would have. Yeah. Like, he could have just said, yeah, that was definitely me. I'm very smart and clever with this saying. But no, he's like, you know what? For the sake of accuracy... I respect as someone who likes accurate things, Dylan. You do. You do love, love a bit of accuracy in your life, mate. I know that. Come feel the Millwarenda. One day I'll tell you what I think <laughs> about you. <laughs> oh, and Taylor just... Swift. Don't, don't forget about her and her cat dog. Funny, yeah. Song. Well, then he'll just be exiting a dark alley one day and you'll be <laughs> standing at the end of it in a hood. He's like, oh my God, is this crazy fan's going to kill me? And like, <laughs> Worse, actually. I'm going to give you a big old chewing out of that <laughs> ridiculous line. Okay, the next one's, Dylan, aren't laws, but... Well, they are principles. I would say they're better because oh. they're pretty much the same thing, but instead of being lazy and just calling it a law, we've got a different sort of thing, okay? Okay. Bit of thesaurus action going. Exactly right. Uh-huh. Now, the first one is... The Dunning-Kruger effect. Have you come across this one, Dylan? No, never. Now, Dunning and Kruger were two researchers, from what I understand, mm. and they did a lot of research into like efficiency and self-efficacy, I believe. Basically, it comes down to people who aren't very good at something don't have enough knowledge to realise that they're not very good. <laughs> so sure. they kind of think they're better than they actually are. Oh, yeah. They overestimate their ability. But then people on the same effect... People who do know a bit more, they they would know where their faults are, and so they underestimate their ability. <laughs> so, if you okay. see someone talking about Bunning Kruger effect, it's like, okay, you're so bad at that, you don't even realize how bad you are. <laughs> Ooh, there you go, eh? Pretty cutting, hey? Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's like um, Hillary Duff and raise your voice, right? Oh, hello. <laughs> What do you mean there, Dylan? By her performance or by her character? Well, she's not a great singer. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I got high standards, mate. You, know. you do, don't you? Oh. So, uh, you better be perfect or get out. <laughs> anyway, anyway, why would I bring that up? Why would I talk about yeah, Rachel's no. voice? That's the weird one for you to have in your brain. Out of, out of nowhere, right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> It's funny you mention that, Dylan. Have you heard of the Streisand effect? As in Barbara herself? As in Barb, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> it says that any attempt to hide, remove, or censor a piece of information has the unintended consequence of publicising the information more widely. Oh, now, why does this relate to Barb? This, this came from her. Um, she wanted to hide some photographs. I think she was like trying to get a house rebuilt or something. And there was like there was some sort of zoning debate happening in court, something like that. Anyway, the, the photo was online, and she was trying to remove it. But then, the the process of doing that made everyone like, why is she trying to do that? And talk about it more and more. And that there's lots of examples of that um, of people trying to do that. I think, you know, there's a picture a couple years ago of Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she like looked funny because it was like halfway through a singing is and dancing. Yeah, mid song. Yeah. Yeah. And so they try to get rid of it. But, like, the only reason I know about that is because she tried to get rid of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, 
But lots of examples, but I also wonder if there are lots of that like do work. You just don't hear about it. So maybe it does work in some ways that well like if it works, you don't even know, you know, did anything happen at all. Wow. Tree falling in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one there to hear it. Exactly right. Did it make a noise? You heard that one before, Lonnie? I have heard that one. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Was that you? Did you come up with that one? I didn't, but I would have said that if <laughs> someone asked me. Exactly. So yeah. kind of like you feel like you would get the credit then anyway. Yeah, exactly. I said it. Why not? <laughs> Who can prove me wrong? You and Willie, hey? <laughs> Two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm going to end on two raises, Dylan. You mentioned the first one before, didn't you? Occam. Occam. What's razor. your understanding of Occam and his razor? Oh, isn't it like the most simple solution is usually the right one? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so, apparently that he said it as, explanations should never multiply causes without necessity, which is a bit of a longer way of saying that. <laughs> what mm, you just said. I like that. Mm. Yeah. When two or more explanations offered for an autonomy, for a phenomenon, the simplest explanation is preferable. Mm. Another way they talk about it is when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. Sure. Pretty cool. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I love about Occam is that he gets a razor. No one else really gets a razor. They just get a law or a principle or something. But Occam is cutting things away, isn't he? So is razor an actual, like, oh, God, what's the word? Is it synonym for law? I don't think so. I, I look. I didn't look into it much because I spent a lot of time at Peter. But I always taken it as just because you're cutting away the things that aren't, mm. you know, are extraneous. But maybe there's more to it. Maybe we'll come back to it in a future episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I yeah I didn't know about the original, but so I always assumed that it was like a story involving a razor where it was the simplest solution to something. So I don't know. Well. Occam was an actual guy. Yeah, so I'm saying, so maybe there's a story about Occam and he's like, hmm, how should I shave my face? And he looks at a knife, like a kitchen knife, and he looks at a cleaver, and then he looks at a razor, and he's like, that's the simplest solution. I'll go with Occam's razor. <laughs> the end. A story by Dylan and Lonnie. <laughs> I think we should put that on Wikipedia now. <laughs> fair enough, I yeah. I think fair enough, yeah. Well, you paid your $10. You can do what you want with that website, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I think you get a free edit, don't you? A couple of free edits. And they you should. Them. Yeah. You should. <laughs> they should be permanent. Now, the other thing that goes along with Occam's razor is Hanlon's razor. And this is kind of related, but a little bit different. It says that never attribute to malice that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. Which is... <laughs> If you've got an explanation, is that person being a dick or are they just being stupid? Probably think of them being stupid rather than them being a dick in the first instance. Sure. Yeah, Unless you get enough. evidence otherwise, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that also works for like governments and things like, you know, are they being deliberately awful to their citizens or are they just incompetent? Maybe the second one. Maybe a bit of both. Bit of both, probably. You're actually right there, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've talked lots and lots about these laws. Um, admittedly, I've had a bit more time to think about what my law would be, Dylan, but I did ask you to think about, you know, something about the world you've noticed. Does that help at all for your law that you're going to decree now? No, not really. Okay. Um, Have you got one ready to go, though? A law? Yeah, Dylan's, Dylan's decree. 
No, he didn't ask me to come up with a law, but I'll think of one on the spot. Do you want me to do mine first while you think, or do you want to just have some thinking? No, no, here we go. This is Dylan off the cuff. He's doing his best. Here it is. Dylan's law. Yep. Treat each other nice, please. (laughs) Okay. Is that more just like a a plea? (laughs) (laughs) A plea to society. I'm all for that. Here we go. Here's the man that's had two weeks to come up with his own law. It's going to be the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, isn't it? It's going to be a good one, Dylan. Okay, go on then. I'm not sure how applicable it can be to other people, but we can we can try and do that. Okay. Sure. Lonnie's law. Mm. The more I try to show Sinead a good time, the more likely it will turn out to be lame and stupid. Fuck me. Oh, no. Sinead. Do you want an explanation well, I'm assuming you tried to show her a good time <laughs> and it turned out worse than you could possibly imagine. Not not worse than possibly imagine, just like not as good as you'd hope. Sure. So like I try and find a new restaurant, take it to or, you know, an event or something. And it's always just like, oh, we could just be at home, couldn't we? <laughs> just chilling or we could just go to the movies. Why do we go to this play or something like that, you know? <laughs> like last year for Christmas, we did Christmas mini golf. Sounded great. Christmas mini golf. Two of my favorite yeah. things. Amazing. We got there. It was packed. And there was sure. this annoying group of like kids behind us and then a family in front of us who it took forever. So it just wasn't well, as good as it could be. That's not mini golf Christmas's fault. Yeah. It's just a busy day, Lonnie. I guess. What'd you want? What day did you go on? Was it a Saturday? It was a Sunday night, Dylan. Like eight o'clock. Your own fault. Your own fault. <laughs> Sunday night on the holidays. Yeah. Of course. Well, I just thought it'd be better than it was, you know. The other, I think you could also sum this up as lesson is never try. <laughs> that could be the, you know, the IE version of that. Sure. Yeah. Well, at least with Sine anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't seem like that was her fault, though. No, no, it's my fault. It's me. You throwing shade unnecessarily. No, no, no. You're talking at my girl. No. I don't appreciate it. I don't know about that. What's going on there? But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, You're all roasting right. her, Lorna. No, no, I'm roasting myself, Dylan. You specifically called Sinead out in your law. <laughs> no. And that's a law now. <laughs> the, the idea is that I'm trying to show a good time, but whatever I do is not very good. Yes, but Lonnie, now that it's out there in the world, people can, they can bloody telephone it, mate. Mm. They'll be spreading the law. They'll be changing the words soon. It'll be Sinead sucks. That's Lonnie's law. <laughs> I'll be like Murphy. Be like, what the hell? Yeah, like I didn't say this. Yeah. God. Anyway. That's laws, eh? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good review. Good review, men who presented the topic. I hope you enjoyed my talking about the Peter Principle and other laws. Um, bit of fun, hopefully. Makes you all oh, think a bit. Oh, yeah, that's what we want. From our listeners, you'll better think sometimes. <laughs> and please get in touch if you've got some. There are other laws I didn't mention that are that are kind of cool. A lot of them are more like um, to do with like programming or the science and things. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on here with like theorems and shit. But I, I was trying to do like more fun ones. Um, so, but yeah, please get in touch. Love love to hear your laws. You know, for sure, absolutely. Dylan, before we wrap up, would you mind if I just did a little segment called "Get Amongst It"? I wouldn't mind at all, Lonnie, because that's my favourite segment is get amongst it, get amongst it, bam. Nice. Good theme song. 
I love it. Who needs Mark? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you made it this far into the pod, thank you. Well done. <laughs> this is what we recommend. <laughs> you <So> did it. <laughs> this is what we Congratulations. Recommend. <laughs> we recommend something that we've been enjoying recently. I want to give a shout out to a podcast, Dylan. You know, some would say our rivals. Others might say our inspirations. <laughs> I okay. Want to, I want to recommend that you'll get amongst podcasts called Do Go On. Now, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this to you off pod, Dylan, but... you know, Many times. Many times. A great podcast. Great podcast. You're obsessed. It's really, really good. Uh, it's a Melbourne-based comedy podcast. Three comedians take turns delivering a report to the others. Mm. Um, it's usually a topic, you know, something in history or an event or a person's life. Um, so, like, sure, you can kind of see there are some parallels there with our show, and fair enough. Um, but I think our show, Dylan, on, on I Miss You, Man, we sort of branch out into weird things, um, but they're more traditional. Are they better? I don't know. No. <laughs> Who say? I say no, and that's without having listened to them once. <laughs> I reckon we're superior. Dylan's, that's Dylan's law now. <laughs> We, we're I mean, the best podcast that's okay I'm, I'm cool with that i'm cool with that that's the law um <laughs> so like on the, on the one hand i miss you man we'll do topics like who's the best dylan in the world and poo joggers poo joggers gandalf streaking sex romp with gandalf and he's yeah his optometrist one, hint one of us is a little pervert his name is lonnie <laughs> it's not true for the record it's not true um <laughs> But you had to put it on record, didn't I'm, you? Well, otherwise it'd be on the on other, record otherwise. So, huh. but do go on. You know they're successful. They have money. They go overseas on tours. They so <laughs> fuck me. You know. Bit of jealousy in the voice there. <laughs> no, I love them. They're really great. They've just they're, su- they're successful. They got money. They think they're better than us. I don't like it. <laughs> they get to go all over the world. What do we do? It's okay, Lonnie. Would you want to do right. a live "I Miss You, Man" podcast? Oh, man, I'd have to have, like, five drinks beforehand, but I'd do it eventually, surely. Okay, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll pack out the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. <laughs> I can do that. It's good to have a goal, Dylan. If Toby Keith can do it, why can't we? Exactly Lonnie? right. If, that's, that's my sort of standard. <laughs> I look at what Toby's doing. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but my dream is actually one day to have them on the show in some capacity. That'd be really great. Toby um, Keith. Yeah, Toby, yeah. Not do go on. It's really great. What I've been doing, though, if do go on, I went back to the archives. So what I went through, so the way I found them was through uh, Weekly Planet Podcast, another great podcast. Mm. Uh, they were part of the same network for a while. And um, Meso from, from Weekly Planet has been on there a bunch of times. So I yep. went through, listened to his episodes, like, okay, I'm getting this. This is cool. Went back to the start, and I'm sort of working my way through. Uh, they started in, like, 2015, I'm up to 2019. Oh, so. Jesus. I know, right? I know. It's good stuff. How many do you listen to a day? I mean, on the weekend, I might listen to a couple. I do it like I'm doing the washing or whatever. I'll just have them on, drive them, drive them to work, you know. Oh, okay. So you don't specifically just listen to it on its own. No, I'm... I'm like, um, you don't sit in a room, get the computer up, get Spotify going, and just play and sit there. You right. do other stuff. Yeah. You're multitasking. I'm, I'm, some would say I'm the most multitask guy in the world, so... Really? Some, some would say that. How many tasks can you multi-do at once? Three? <laughs> nah, fuck off. Two? I don't believe two, you. Two of the most, probably. Oh, two. Mm. It's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's one more than one. 
Um, and so they've there's probably a topic, they're like us, there's a topic for everything. So you could go back through and just find one that you're into. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite would be the That Love Pass episode. It's fairly early on, I believe. Um, that was really good. Unsolved Mystery. Also, there's one with um, about Space Jam and Michael Jordan. And mm-hmm. like, I knew most of the stuff anyway, but I listened to it. I just think it's a hilarious bit where they go into um, there's this bit where when I'm filming Space Jam, they had like Michael Jordan got all this um, <laughs> his own like trailer, but it was like his own apartment almost the film and he had mm. his own court or whatever and all the other guys came in like Larry Bird came in but then Michael had his own esky of like sandwiches and drinks and stuff and no one else could have it and then Larry Bird went anyway to have it <laughs> and I can't really do it justice but this is like a really funny bit so I recommend that one if you wanted to get into it but mm. yeah anyway do you go on get amongst them sounds good sounds good Dylan yes wrap up time I reckon you reckon? Already? I reckon, time. I reckon it is. Already? Okay, all right. Well, Lonnie, I have to tell you, mm. we're on all the socials. Don't we're lie on... to me. No, I swear. Honestly, no. We are. We are. We're on all of them. We're on Facebook. We're yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. We're on Instagram. Yeah. We're on YouTube. Yeah. We're on the internet in general with yeah. our own website. Yeah. Shout out to WordPress. Yeah. Um, You know, we're everywhere, Lonnie. On every good podcast app. You can hear the birds in Lonnie's background nonstop on every episode. You go back, listen to our archives. <laughs> what episode would you recommend people listen to, Dylan? <laughs> Those birds are obscenely loud today. They're fine. Are they, though? Are they? They're totally fine. I know you want to okay. do that. Okay, all right. I shouldn't be living next to a zoo. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. Next to a bird sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Oh, no. Uh, what episode would you go back and listen to? God. As far as Lonnie goes, all his episodes are amazing. Oh, oh come on. I'd come say on. they're nearly the best episodes ever. Each one. No, no, Equally. No, come on. No, they're all tired. They're all tired. I think if you wanted to sort of... We've got a bit of a triptych of resting episodes. I think that could be fun to listen to. You could listen to Sean Michaels, Ladder Matches, um, Antonio Anoki, and actually, you could you could give a wrap up of um, AEW's full gear. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, making me want to do more wrestling episodes. Oh, like. <laughs> I actually would be keen actually to look at some of those episodes of um, the Dark Side of the Ring. Maybe we should do that. Okay, soon. all right, teaser people. Right. Okay. He said it. He said it. I'm all aboard. We're going to do Dark Side of the Ring at some point. Okay, that sounds good. I want to thank someone though, Dylan. It's been a while <laughs> since we thanked Will for listening. Yeah, good on you, Will. Good on you. Look at thank you. <laughs> nah, stuff him. Stuff him. No, good on him. Nah. Uh, we appreciate the support. Anyone who listens and gives us a little shout out, it's always good to hear. Yeah, thanks, Will. But, yeah. Now that my cousin Steele's listening, I don't know. He oh. might be our new number one fan. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Well, hope you loved talking about the Peter Principle. And I want to thank Mark for the theme song. And then, Dylan, until next time, I want to say, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Good stuff. Great stuff, mate. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.